I'm Father Dave Dwyer, host of the Busted Halo Show on Sirius XM Radio, the show from which you're about to hear an excerpt. We'd like to provide these podcasts for folks that don't have a subscription to Sirius XM or people that just like to hear the content again and again or are able to share it more easily. But before we get to a great segment from a recent show, allow me to invite you to partner with us to be able to share this great content that we have here in the form of podcasts and over at bustedhalo.com and through our various social media channels with lots, lots more people through your generous support. Right now, we're in the middle of a drive to increase our monthly supporters of Busted Halo, folks that we call our Halo Repair Crew. Get it? Because the Halos are busted and they need repair. And you can help us. This year is the 160th anniversary of the founding of the Paulist Fathers, the religious community of priests that I belong to. And because of that, we've set our goal at 160 members of our Halo Repair Crew. You can help us get there by joining today for convenient and secure automatic monthly donations to our ministry. Find out more and sign up at bustedhalo.com slash join. Well, do you think you could run a marathon? Do you think you can run one a day for a week? Well, how about a hundred marathons in a hundred days? That's what our guest is going to do in the name of clean water. Global athlete and charity spokesperson Mina Gooley is the founder of Thirst, an organization that has educated hundreds of thousands of young people about their water footprints. She's been named as one of the 50 greatest leaders in the world by Fortune magazine. She's also an ultra-distance athlete who runs to raise awareness and inspire action around the world about our global water crisis. In doing so, she has set two world firsts in 2016, in just seven weeks, Mina ran 40 marathons across seven deserts on seven continents. And in 2017, she ran 40 marathons in 40 days on six continents. But now, in partnership with the United Nations Development Program, she is embarking on her next expedition to run 100 marathons in 100 days for one reason— water. Welcome to the Busted Halo Show, Mina Gooley. Thank you, Father Dave. You are from Australia— Yes, I am. Do, do you run a lot of marathons in Australia? Do you get to be a, a runner? Uh, no, is, is that I, where you came to love the running? Not all of us in Australia <laughs> yeah. are massive runners. But you? <laughs> I came to I came to running actually quite late in life. Really? Yeah, okay. when I was a kid, I was a fat, dumpy little kid in the corner, <laughs> and I never got picked for a sports team, and I hated playing sports. <laughs> And now you're running 100 marathons yeah. in yeah. 100 days. That's how life kind of takes a turn sometimes. That'll show them, <laughs> those team captains. <laughs> yeah, ironically, I well, I guess probably not surprisingly, I don't do this to show those old team captains who never <laughs> yeah, picked true. me. Who are like, we're not picking her, she's a loser. Um, no, I do this because I'm, I'm really committed to solving our water crisis. Mm-hmm. Water is the biggest risk facing our generation. It's a problem that we're going to leave not only for the next generation, but actually for ourselves. There are over 40% of the world's population right now is living in conditions of water scarcity. And mm-hmm. I don't think that that's an acceptable place for our planet to be. That, that's it's a lot. Something, it's that's a, a huge lot. amount. That's and a it's, lot. The sad part about it is that it's not only a not a lot now, but it's going to get worse in the future. So experts predict that by 2030, there's going to be a 40% greater demand for water than the mm. supply of water available. Mm. Like, okay. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a big number. But actually, wow. actually, you know, for most of the people listening to this show, these numbers are kind of like just stats. It's sure. like, really? Sure. Whatever. Like, how big is 40 really? Right. Like, how many? How much is, you know, 40% of the world's population? It doesn't affect me. I live in New York or in a big city. When I turn on the tap, water comes yeah. out. Yeah. But I can tell you, 
Um, as you mentioned, I've done a bunch of running in some extreme places. Sure. And one day um, at the end of one of my runs, I was sitting talking to a Bedouin in the desert in Jordan. Mm. And Jordan is a completely remarkable place. We were surrounded by pink desert cliffs and sands and it was baking hot and we were just chatting about water of course that's pretty much what I talk about most of my (laughs) life and this guy said to me Yusuf said to me Mina you know water is a major issue for us every day we have to go out as Bedouins and try to find water and many days we don't find water at all and in fact we had times where we couldn't find water either and he said to me I don't fear that the next world war will be fought over Mm. terrorism or oil. Mm. I'm afraid that the next world war will be fought over water. Wow. I don't think that it will be necessarily in my lifetime, but it will definitely be in my children's lifetime. And I'm very afraid that they will become the first water refugees. Wow. Wow. And and was that a time for you that it, it really had a face and it wasn't just stats, like having that conversation? Yeah. For me... Listening to these stories of yeah. these people, talking to farmers in rural Australia who are slaughtering hundreds of thousands of cattle and sheep, their livelihood, who are at risk of losing the farms that they've inherited, maybe third, fourth, fifth generation, who are leaving nothing to the children because the value of their property has diminished because they have no water rights anymore. Mm-hmm. Talking to people like, you know, the people all over the world who are really confronting this massive crisis mm-hmm. um, is is incredibly, confront, literally confronting to me and puts into a face and into characters the numbers that you read in a piece of paper mm-hmm. or on the internet. We're talking to Mina Gouli. She is the founder of Thirst, an educational organization about our global water crisis. So we, some of those stories that you just mentioned, so people that uh, can no longer run the farm having to slaughter cattle. So water access and water rights is part of this. It's, it's Part of it is the existence of water. You talk about being in a desert and a Bedouin, you know, there's not a lot of water. But some of it is now how we as, as the world are treating water as a, as a commodity and a resource, right? Yeah. Yeah. A big part of this is us not understanding that water has an immense value. It has an immense value in so many different ways. Water touches our lives not only because we need it to live, but because we need it to power our lights, to grow the cotton that goes into the clothes that we wear. We need water to give us our food. We need water to give us our homes. Without water, we have nothing. Mm -hmm. Just think about our clothing. The water that went into just what you're wearing today took more water to make than all the water you have drunk in your entire lifetime. Wow, wow. When we take things for granted, we take water for granted. Yeah. When we treat things as if they have no value, water has no value. And Mm. that's when we run into trouble. Mm -hmm. So at what point for you did a great awareness come? When did you become a water advocate? You're sitting there drinking a glass of water and all of a sudden (laughs) something happened? (laughs) No. um, Actually, I, I was very involved in climate change until I realized that climate change is really important. But if climate change is a shark, water is the teeth. It's the place where all of these environmental mm-hmm. problems are going to hit us first. Right. You know, you only need to look to somewhere like Cape Town, which has got massive water problems. Think about these guys in Cape Town. They South, live South Africa. In South Africa. Yeah. They live with 50 litres of water per day. Now, I know you guys all calculate gallons. So put this in perspective. <laughs> that's about four flushes of a toilet. That's their total water allocation yeah. for a day yeah. for cooking, for cleaning, for using it in the bathroom, for washing, for and drinking. And who regulates that? 
the government okay. the government does so these are these are kind of issues and problems that mm-hmm. kind of com- that are confronting all of us so i guess for me the moment i had two moments when i kind of rea- realized the first one was realizing that i'd grown up in a drought and i knew nothing about water that all the water i had thought about was water that came out of a tap Mm-hmm. The second moment was standing on the bank of the Orange River in South Africa, talking to a river guide who pointed up at the banks of the river six meters above us and said, Mina, six years ago, that's where the river was. And I just stopped and I said, are you kidding? That's ridiculous. How could it have possibly gone down six meters in six years. And he said, we have been using this river to grow grapes that get packaged up and sent around the world and get purchased in the United States, in Europe, in Australia. And that moment made me rethink how I was living, the consumption choices that I made, Mm -hmm. and what I was going to do with myself for the rest of my life. And I stood on the banks of that river and I thought, my life has changed. Wow. I felt wow. the move. Like, you know, we talk about you feel the earth move beneath sure. your feet. Sure. Yeah, yeah. But I thought to myself, I've just had a tectonic shift in my life that this mm. is something I'm going to do for the rest of, of my existence. Mina Gooley is our guest here on the Busted Halo Show. And uh, uh, we're talking water and the importance of water. But also, I am very curious uh, as to, sure, you've set some of these records, 40 marathons in 40 days. But 100 marathons seems like a lot more than 40. <laughs> How are you going to do 100 marathons? <laughs> Every single day are you going to do a marathon? Yeah, every single day I'm going to run 42.2 kilometers, or in your language, yes. 26.2 miles. Yes. Just ha- have you ever done that? Um, I've done 40 in 40. Right. But I've never done 100 in 100. And I know this is two and a half times what I've ever done before. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, that's a lot. But the people who do one are like, <laughs> I can't, I, my body is shut down. They couldn't even fathom waking up and, doing and having to do that again on a second day. Let alone. There's 98 <laughs> more of those days. It sounds like to some listeners... Like H-E double hockey sticks. Like <laughs> like the devil is making you go, you have right. to get up and do that again. Right, right. I understand that's why it's inspirational, but how does your actual physical body, how is that possible? <laughs> how, how do you do you it? train for that? Because yeah. you can only do it once. It's right, not like right. you've done 100 marathons in 100 days yeah. to do this. No, that's exactly right. So it's not like, you know, when you do a marathon, you can go, oh, I'll just do 70% of the race distance. What am I going to do? Go out and do 70 marathons <laughs> in 70 days? It's completely crazy. So you have to approach it in an entirely different way and you have to say, look, this is, for me, um, setting these targets and and really say I'm going to do 100 marathons, for me, first of all, it's about demonstrating what it means to be 100% committed to something. It's also about showing the art of what is possible when we believe in something strongly enough. Mm -hmm. It's about showing what we are capable of as humans. It's about showing that, for me, my passion is water. I believe that water is at the foundation of our entire societies and our lives. And when we can, when we have enough water for everyone forever, we'll also eliminate a lot of wars, we'll create peace, Mm -hmm. we'll create prosperity, and we'll be enablers of dreams. And Mm -hmm. for me, if, when I think about that, it means that all these other things pale into insignificance. The pain in my feet, the blisters, the exhaustion, yeah. the fear. When you have a belief and a faith in something, all of those things dwindle to nothingness. You can mm. ignore them. They can become pebbles in your backpack instead of rocks that weigh you down. 
We're talking to Mina Gooley. She will be running 100 marathons in 100 days, <coughs> days starting this Sunday right here in New York City with the, one of the big, well, at least we think it's the famous one because we live here, uh, <laughs> the New York City Marathon. Now, when you go around and you talk uh, to audiences all around the world, but I would particularly, I would imagine you particularly speak in the Western world and the developed world about a water footprint. So you're right that the vast majority of people listening to uh, our voices right now they're paying for radio. So these are people that have resources and most likely, like you say, when they turn on the tap, it comes out just fine. Um, we were talking just yesterday, Brett was, or a couple of days ago, Brett was getting on my case because we've had to put in a new hot water heater in our house and I'm on the sixth floor and it takes a few minutes for it to heat up and they're sitting there waiting when watching the water go down the drain while it's, while it's heating up. I know. So tell us a little <laughs> bit about water footprint and what that means and what we can do. What are the little things that we can do that can kind of move towards what you're talking about? That sort of time when everybody has water. Is there something we can do tomorrow and the next day? Yeah, there are a lot of things that we can do. I think a lot of times we it's easy to feel very small in a very big world and it's easy to feel like the things that we do don't make a difference. Right, right. Um, mm. And I, I think also when you're part of a big city or a big community you or you're part of a small community but in a big world, you feel I'm nothing, how can I be anything? Right, right. And the first message I have for everybody is you don't need to be anyone to be someone. Mm -hmm. Every one of us is capable of making a difference on this planet. I was never a runner. Yeah. I would never have dreamed of being able to run 100 marathons in 100 days. Wow. But with heart and mind yeah. and a lot of resilience and determination and a passion for what I'm doing, I've made this happen mm -hmm. and I will continue to make this happen. So I think that it's easy for us to overlook the small things. For example, waking up in the morning, jumping out of bed, and we first one of the first things we do is we brush our teeth. Mm -hmm. And one of the easiest steps you can take is to turn off the faucet when you brush your teeth. You yeah. save four gallons of water, wow. and it's equivalent to 64 glasses of water every single day. Mm -hmm. Now, again, people who are listening to the show might say it's only four gallons of water. You tell me that just one T-shirt is the same as having a shower for two hours. So four gallons of water is not really that much. Mm -hmm. But think about this. Colgate, who's one of my partners on this run, did a survey because we we're interested in working out just how much impact we could have. We did a survey um, earlier this year and found out that if every single person who was listening to this, every single person who listened and knew about our campaign just turned off the faucet when they brushed their teeth, we would save 50 billion gallons of water. Turn off the faucet when you brush your teeth. And now we're not talking about little numbers. Now we're really talking about the kind of change that yeah. can save the world. Yeah. Okay, that's going to give us at least one more before you run off on the marathon. <laughs> Water footprint. Because I think people have gotten used to some of these um, uh, these kind of ecological things, like ooh, a carbon footprint and maybe I won't waste gas. Or, But we probably, I don't think, have started thinking about water in that way. And you said that was the same for you. You're working on, on things having to do with the environment and then kind of the light bulb about water. Um, what about, because I don't know, as, as people make that connection of, of making clothes requires water. Um, are there th ways in which we can have an eye to something else that would be saving water? Yeah, so there are, for example, food. We all need food to survive. Um, and let's face it, most of us like food. Lots of us Instagram about food. Yes. Understanding what our water footprint is of the food that we eat is really important. So, for example, one burger is the same as having a shower for two hours. Hmm. 
Uh, if you think about the food that you eat in the context of nature gave this to us, you start to think about food waste very differently. And so, not- so, so when we say that, I mean, follow if you can, just to give us a little of the trail, like what gallons of water are used before it's a burger in my hand? What's, part, what's that process? So 70% of all water on the planet goes into agriculture. Okay. So the vast majority of the footprint of any product that you use usually comes out of agriculture. Uh, so if it's the cotton that goes into the right, shirt, right. if it's the growing of the beef, it's the the grass that the cow eats, mm-hmm. just one cow takes the equivalent over its lifetime of one swimming pool of water. So mm-hmm. if you think about like, you know, a swimming pool is a massive amount of water. That's just one cow. <laughs> yeah. So 70% of the world's water goes in agriculture, 20% in manufacturing and 10% in domestic consumption. Mm. So... That gives you a kind of idea of where you are every day in mm-hmm. terms of mm-hmm. your water footprint, which doesn't mean that the domestic consumption is so small we can't do anything about it. Right. That's the first place we can make a right. change. Right. That's the easiest way to make a difference. And just like making your bed every morning, once you do it, it reminds you, hey, I'm here to save water. Mm-hmm. Mina Gooley is our guest here on the Busted Hill Show. She uh, is only exercising the talking muscles right now on the show, but all those <laughs> muscles will be used starting Sunday as she begins to run 100 marathons in 100 days. One of the things that I was wondering, yes, obviously you're starting on Sunday with the New York City Marathon. Is there really an actually like a public marathon all those days or you're just going to do 26 miles on your own some days? No, most apart from the New York Marathon, every other day I'm going to do a marathon it's not really on my own. <laughs> I, I have organized it okay. and I have picked all the places okay. that are meaningful to me oh. and are meaningful to water particularly. Okay. Of course, they're meaningful to me because they're meaningful to water. Right, so, right. Um, for example, I'm running in Uzbekistan. So Uzbekistan, is, where I'm running in a place called the RLC. We're talking about cotton. So the RLC has, been, has receded. 200 kilometers in the lifetime of the fishermen that have been living on the banks of that sea. Mm. And it's primarily been drained for producing cotton and rice. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go run there, talk to the fishermen, talk to the old rice growers and just understand how they got into that situation so we can try to avoid it in the future. So, I mean, are you like flying every day to a different place? Uh, Every couple of days. So I spend two weeks in Europe and then we fly overnight um, to Uzbekistan. So fly through Moscow and down to a place called Urgench in Uzbekistan and get off the plane. Urgench is a great place to run. (laughs) A marathon. But uh, there are are some countries where we will be able to cross borders by foot. So I'm going to run from Jordan to Israel and into Palestine. Actually, we have Christmas in Bethlehem. Oh, wow. Which I'm really excited about. And I chose... Also because water and faith and water and spirituality are very closely linked across so many different religions. And for me, water is such a critical part of our lives. It's the thing when I go and speak to anyone that they respect, they they appreciate, and they understand. So many people say to me, Mina, water is life. Without it, we have nothing. So, yeah, so it's going to be an exciting logistical process. It's going to be exhausting, but I also hope that it will be incredibly inspiring to me to meet these amazing people you talk about yeah my vocal, my voice is being exercised at the moment you would be amazed how many people i meet along the way sure how many people sure. come and join me along the way some days i feel like forest gump oh really <laughs> i turn around and i'm her. like what what's going on here like all these kids <laughs> these women and children really? and mums and dads wow. and yeah and also like ceos and business people and wow. politicians and bureaucrats everybody just comes out because it's Water transcends 
everything. Yeah. We all need water. It is a staple of life. I can't imagine uh, running 100 marathons in 100 days, how much water you're going to drink. <laughs> Is that lost on anyone? I know it's fine for you to have it. But, but it's only I like mean, a, a liter. No, I know. I got it. I'm just making sure. She's wearing the same shirt again and again. Though. That's, that's true. That's okay. all the gallons. Yeah. Actually, that is totally true. I do wear the same shirt day after day. Whoa. And I have to tell you, we stay in tents. So there's nothing fancy about this thing. We camp in tents. We sit around oh, campfires with wow. the local people. We literally cook for ourselves oh, on tiny cool. little stoves. Yeah, because you eat local food. Because you, you wouldn't want to see you wouldn't want to see Mina like you know, fifty days in staying at like a five star hotel with those plush towels with the little sign that says, "If you don't want us to wash the towel, she throws, throws the sign on the ground. On the floor. I've done fifty marathons. Come on, I'll do what I want. I can't imagine that's her. Plus, yeah. if you end up at a five star hotel after fifty, you're not doing <laughs> the other fifty. You're like, okie dokie. Yeah, right. I think we're good here. We're done. I'm gonna go sit in the pool and just like chill out. Mina Gooley, thank you for your passion. Thank you for. Uh, raising awareness and something that we uh, so many of us take for granted and you're right that a, lo a lot of our spiritual life is being aware of things that we take for granted and water is a big piece of that so thank you and god bless you and good luck and you're starting on uh, on sunday here at the new york city marathon i'll be waving at the finish line i love going to the finish line and saying people cross so maybe i'll see you i would be incredibly indebted <laughs> to see you at the end and to really kind of you know sitting here with you guys is a real privilege because the most of you listeners don't have the opportunity to be in here i have to tell you guys it is an incredible opportunity you are so warm just the feeling when you walk in here is very very special oh, thank you. so never thank you. underestimate thank the you. power of who you are and the power of what you're doing and the power certainly you inspired me and i will think about this moment often oh, over the next hundred days and to all your listeners please if you have an opportunity to follow me to encourage me to support me to lift me up when times are down and celebrate when times are good i would really appreciate it we'll put a link on our radio blog where you can find out more about mina Gooley and follow her on her journey on her various social media and whatnot so that's bustedhalo.com slash radio i'm guessing that if you're kicking off 100 marathons you're not going for like a personal best time on sunday you're gonna kind of maybe not yeah. do what? all the no Let's you're go gonna for a win what are you talking about <laughs> a, I, I have a Other feeling day, don't underestimate me. I have a feeling she thinks like a champion. It's just a guess. I inspired her and now I'm just completely deflating. Totally deflated her. <laughs> Hopefully she makes it through her journey now. Oh, Father Dave, my Mina. biggest win is to solve the water crisis yeah, and I will not go. continue, I will not finish yeah, running yeah. and I will not stop until I have done that. Wow. Okay. So this is just one small step mm -hmm. to make a difference and I think, and that's why I ask people to turn off the faucet when you brush your teeth. Every one of us can make an impact in our daily lives. Mine is to demonstrate what it means to be 100% committed to something. In my case, of course, water. And all I ask is that everybody else lives their life to 100% of their capability. Well, thank you. And thanks for joining us here on the Busted Halo Show.